0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 477. Why be healthy in the present when the future's uncertain? By Jackie Torres with tinybuddha.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back, a very happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites, of course. Now, speaking of the sites we narrate from, I have a new author for today's show. Tiny Buddha is typically narrated on my brother's podcast. That's Optimal Living Daily. So if you like today's post, definitely check out my brother's show, Optimal Living Daily, to hear a lot more. Now, I realize I'm overdue to give you an inspirational quote, but luckily today's post has got us covered. So let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. Why Be Healthy in the Present When the Future's Uncertain? by Jackie Torres with tinybuddha.com. Quote, The future is completely open, and we are writing it moment to moment. Pema Chodron. The idea of an open future can be thrilling. What lies before us often feels as though it's just waiting to be written by a mix of our personal willpower and luck. Lately, however, the reality of uncertainty has been frightening me, the lack of anything certain to grab onto has destabilized me in a way it never has before. You see, as we move around the calendar year, the day darkening quickly and the temperatures dropping, I'm circling back to what was a season of tremendous loss for me last year. In a matter of months, I lost four people who were important to me, three of them so suddenly that there was no opportunity to plan, to refocus my vision of the future without them and grasp onto it. These losses, one by one, transform the meaning of uncertainty from thrilling possibility to a cold, frightening truth. For a long while, my only response to this new understanding of uncertainty was fear. I was paralyzed with fear. Why plug along with my professional life in that goal-oriented, forward-thinking style of mine? Why save money, or conversely, why buy anything? And of extreme importance to a health-conscious person like me, why make so many investments in my health? Why plug along on an exercise machine or chug bottles of expensive green juice or eat raw or sweat or stretch or spend the better portion of my salary on kale and sprouted bread? Weren't these activities just my efforts at grasping, at giving myself the illusion of control over an uncontrollable world? By awakening to uncertainty in such a jarring way, I was living both in fear and with a newfound interest in fatalistic indulgence. Coffee after dinner? Sure. Chips and salsa and ice cream for lunch? Hey, you only live once, why not? Push-ups? What's the point if it could all end tomorrow? My daily meditation practice? What's the point in investing so much in my own mental peace and happiness given so much uncertainty? Unsurprisingly, this fear-fatalism combination started to have consequences on my health. Sluggishness from drinking all of the coffee I wanted and doing less exercise, and high blood pressure from the anxiety and the coffee. I'm sure that many more serious health issues might have come about had I let this fear-induced indulgence carry on. Instead, I turned a corner. I returned to my healthy ways with a force like never before. Here's how I have transformed uncertainty from a paralyzing reality into the fuel behind my healthy lifestyle. One, I started to consider investments in health and well-being as an act of compassion toward others. Of course, running, meditating, and eating bowls of green vegetables may not ensure my future entirely. However, if I want to start living my most compassionate life today, and given uncertainty, I do want to start today, striving toward a healthy, balanced life may be the place to start. By being calmer and stronger, I may positively influence those around me, starting with my own child and family members, and extending to those I work with or interact with online. Even if I were to be hit by a bus tomorrow, being peaceful and healthy today may be one of the most compassionate things I can do for those around me today. There are other ways that make mindful and healthy eating in particular a good place to begin living a compassionate life, even in the face of great uncertainty. For example, as part of a way of consuming more kindly and healthfully, I've been taking a moment to express gratitude to all who have contributed to my meal. This deeper consideration has led me to make choices that are mindful of the living beings involved in making my plate of food possible. I'm not vegan, but I'm leaning into a more plant-based diet. I buy mostly organic and from smaller vendors at farmer's markets to support smaller, more environmentally sustainable operations. These changes have been a result of the fuel of uncertainty and my desire to make the gentlest mark on those around me at this very moment. Two, I let myself be amazed by what my body can do and how good my body can feel in this very moment. Sure, it might feel good in the moment to lie around on the couch, but it can also feel amazing to dance samba, body surf, run with the wind whipping your hair, or hike to the top of a mountain, taking in the scenic view you've earned after a good climb. In other words, physical activity is not necessarily a boring, mindless down payment on a future that is not guaranteed. It can be a practice in extreme mindfulness, enjoyment, and wonder at this very moment. There's nothing that reminds me that I am alive more than moving, dancing to my favorite song, discovering a new delicious stretch in yoga or running in nature. The uncertainty of tomorrow has become my ultimate fuel to move and feel alive today. I am grateful for my overall health, my motor skills, my muscles, my joints, and my sense of rhythm. I have it all today and may not have it tomorrow or next month or next year. There is no time to waste. I want to move now. Three, I realize that uncertainty works both ways. The thing about uncertainty is that we really just don't know. We might become sick or develop pain or a disability at any moment. We might live a short life, but our lives may also be much longer than we expect in those moments of fatalistic indulgence. Although we're stacking the odds for a long, healthy life against us when we eat chips and ice cream for breakfast, odds are statements about probability, not certain predictions of our individual futures. We may, if we're lucky, beat whatever odds we've set out for ourselves and live for decades longer than we expect. Given such uncertainty and the possibility of a very long life, wouldn't we want to live a long, healthy life? Our healthy activities today can contribute to a better quality of life later on, better physical functioning, fewer chronic health conditions, and better cognition. Working to make sure that I'm in the best shape possible in my older years, if I'm lucky enough to get there, may also be an act of compassion for my family. I'll be able to engage more fully in family life and demand less care for shorter periods of time with a healthier body later on. Again, there are no guarantees, but that's the point. As Pema Chodron suggests in her book, Comfortable with Uncertainty, it's okay to let the fact of uncertainty scare you. It certainly scared me. But once I got a little reprieve from the fear, once it subsided enough for me to breathe, I realized that uncertainty can serve as the ultimate fuel for my best, healthiest life today. With the lessons of uncertainty in mind, I will be dancing samba, drinking green juice, and running along the beach at whatever chance I get, enjoying each healthy action more and more as I'm gifted another day of this amazing life. You just listened to the post titled, Why Be Healthy in the Present When the Future's Uncertain? By Jackie Torres with tinybuddha.com. What we're starting to learn, and it's shocking to think how long it's taken us to learn this, is that the number of years you spend on this planet isn't as important as the number of healthy or well years you spend on this planet. So if you live a long life, let's say you live to be 100, but 90 of those 100 years, you're miserable. What kind of life is that? And so what we're learning is quality of life seems to be even more important than longevity or how many years you live. Now, when I counsel patients who have kind of this same fatalistic attitude, like, I'd rather keep smoking because that brings me a lot of pleasure. Even if I die tomorrow, I'd be much happier smoking today. Or, you only live once, so I prefer to eat ice cream for lunch and dinner. When dealing with folks like that, I do find it to be very effective to remove them from the equation and to say, would you feed your kids the same foods you're putting in your body? Would you feed your elderly parent these foods? And that usually makes them stop. And you could see it in their eyes. Their wheels start to spin. You could see that resistance wall coming down. And they go, no, I guess not. Well, then why are you doing it to yourself? That usually gets them back in the moment to really stop and think. And so I love the approach of the post I just read to you. Think about how your behavior is affecting those that you love, those that care about you. Because maybe, We're acting selfishly and we're forgetting about all of those people who want us to live a long, healthy, and well life. Really quickly before I go, once again, if you enjoyed today's article, Tiny Buddha is frequently narrated on my brother's podcast, Optimal Living Daily. So definitely subscribe to that show to hear a lot more blogs being narrated to you for free. Thank you as always for being here. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for being a subscriber and sharing this show with someone. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week. I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism,